We have fun here, don't we? Welcome to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, and Yazzle. Little upset there, ladies and gentlemen. Little upset uh, at the loss, so I stormed out a la Coach Tomlin. Uh, very upset, but I don't think I'm up, uh, as upset as Michael Irvin was at the Cowboys' loss this weekend. Ryan, did you see Michael Irvin losing it? Absolutely. Right. Losing his mind. Yeah. He's losing his mind. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, go ahead, show Michael Irvin. This is Michael Irvin upset. They handed it to me. Put my damn championship on the table. That's all we ask. Put your damn championship on the table, and you couldn't do it. <laughs> on the table. On the table. Our director hand went, wow. He was really upset. Yeah, look, uh, my team lasted longer than the Browns and the Cowboys because of a delayed game. <laughs> That's all I like. I, I, can, <laughs> I can say that to uh, my friend. I, we, I, we were in the playoffs line on the Browns and the Cowboys. Um, yeah, that's uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys are the biggest disappointment. Don't you say the, the Cowboys? Yeah. More so than Philly. Even though Philly was 10-1 and one at one point and go 1-6. and six, I mean, the yeah. Cowboys, again, number two seed. Schedule's laid out for you to make it to the NFC Championship. And you get trounced by Green Bay. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, that made it worse. Yeah. And then the Tomlin, I had about 300 people send me the Tomlin clip. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, we got to do that. Uh, we got to do something on the cold open. So thank you, Ryan and Ann, for a little piece there. And I just keep walking. So we're here for the long haul, ladies and gentlemen, here on Punchlines. Don't you worry. On the show today, which will become a regular Tuesday thing, his appearance on this show. But more importantly, he will be uh, hosting... Sports by the Book on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We're, we're happy to have Matt and Everett. Only this week. Only this week. Yes. And then it goes to Monday, Tuesday. Yes. yes. Yeah. Going forward, it's Monday, Tuesdays. They're, they're throwing a lot at me, ladies and gentlemen, with schedules. They know that I have a hard time with the other two shows scheduled. But anyway, Matt and Everett will be here. We're excited for Matt to be a part of the, uh, the family here. He already has been. You've seen him producing. You've seen him as a guest on the show. He does play-by-play occasionally for UNLV. He works at yep. the stadium with the Aviators. So... He's a perfect fit here for Sports by the Book. Yep. He does the color commentating over there at the at the ballpark. Is that right? He does yeah. the color. Oh, I thought he did play-by-play. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's Russ Langer that does the play-by-play. He's been, oh, yeah, Russ. been in the business for, for a very long time down here. So. Well, during baseball season, we got to get Russ to come in or talk to us on the show, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we could try it. I'm excited. So when does their season start? Like March or April, right? Yeah. Season start uh, at the very end of March. Um, okay. Yeah. And they're, they're affiliated with the Oakland A's, the Las that Vegas Aviators. Yep. And is it true that they might have more talent than the Oakland A's currently on their roster? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all the good players that the Aviators get or have get called up, and then yeah. the A's ruin them. Then the A's ruin them and then ship them off, and they're never to be heard again. Now, uh, anyway, so uh, Matt Everett will be here shortly. Today is January 16th, 2024. For all you Seinfelds, including Chris Andrews, our sportsbook director here at the South Point, Today is National Nothing Day. National Nothing. So do we have anything for that? We have nothing. No, we have nothing. Because it's National Nothing Day. Yeah. Each year on January 16th, people across the nation recognize National Nothing Day. The observance was created as a day to provide Americans with one national day when they can just sit without celebrating, observing, or honoring anything. By the way, we don't need something every day. I mean, we like to look at it once in a while uh, and mention a lot of the funny stuff. Yesterday was National Hat Day. Today's National Nothing Day. <laughs> National Nothing Day. All right. So if anyone asks you, hey, what are your plans today? You say nothing. It's just National Nothing Day. 
But it's National Nothing Day, Matt. Did you know that? Matt Neverett's walking into the studio now. He will be on shortly. Oh, he's wearing a sport coat. Wow. Wow. Someone gets a new gig. They dress all up. Look at that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, happy National Nothing Day to everybody. Today is January 16th, 2024. This is episode number 68. 68th episode of the show. It's a Yarmir Yager episode right there. Um, but we thought number 16 because we didn't do this before. So January 16th, uh, there's a lot of great athletes of war number 16. We haven't done a collage in a while, our regular thing. So let's take a look what we got. These are famous athletes at war number 16. I imagine I'm going to see Joe Montana in there. And of course you got Joe Montana in the bottom, right? That's always the most important one. Yep. The one yep. right by the graphic, Joe Montana, uh, four Super Bowls, never threw an interception. Uh, I don't know how many, I think it's like 12 touchdowns, no picks. You want to talk about a money player? A lot of people say, if you have one game to win, who's your quarterback in the Super Bowl? Take Brady. You got to remember Brady lost. So lost three. Yeah. He's got seven. If seven, <laughs> six or say yeah, seven. He Damn, has seven. Right. He has seven. He did lose a couple though. Yeah. To the Giants. Yep. Uh, Montana was Montana was money though. All right. So what else? Whitey Ford's in there. Yes, he is. Whitey Ford, the World Series MVP, I think in 1961. Uh, Bob Lanier. Wow. Bob Lanier was like, he was like an old player, which means he's probably 20 years younger than I am right now. When I was a kid, Bob Lanier, uh, Dwight Gooden, Doc Gooden. You want to talk about a Hall of Fame career uh, derailed by drugs, unfortunately. That's Dwight Gooden. Dwight Gooden, when he was 19, Won the Cy Young or something like that. He had like 24 wins. His ERA was under two. He was, he was one of the best, man. And then uh, the party life. You know, the, the, the 80s Mets, Ryan, they won the World Series in 1986. They lost to the Dodgers in 88 when they were heavy favorites. Dodgers going to win the World Series, Kirk Gibson, all that. The Mets should have won two or three World Series. They had so much talent. But they, uh, David Johnson, the manager, turned a blind eye to the party. It's like, as long as they win, go ahead. David Cohn. Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, all those guys doing a lot of illegal drugs. It was the 80s. Take a guess which one. All right, who else do we have up there? Jared Goff. Got to give Goff his props, man. Did someone just sniff back there? What was it? Uh, was that ironic or who did that? No, I, I did that intentionally, yeah. Do you have the sniffles or were you alluding I to? I did. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been sick here, but I don't know if you, if you did the sniffles or something else. That would actually be comedic. It was funny. Uh, Jared Goff. Good for Jared Goff. He got run out of L.A., Sent to Detroit, almost like sent to exile. But, uh, hey, he's in the playoffs still, and that's the team I want to win. I'm rooting for the, Who are you rooting for to win the Super Bowl? I mean, I still – I lost my Browns future, so I still have the one on the Ravens. But I think the easiest path right now is for the Niners, and that's most of my family's uh, – my mom's side's a Niner fan, so. Well, I don't want to see the Niners win. Yeah. Then they'd have six, and they'd be tied with the Patriots, and I don't want to see that. But, I mean, they're, they're a likable team. I would root for them. But I'm rooting for the Lions. And in the AFC, I don't like anybody. Oh, Buffalo. I'd root for Buffalo. They, they deserve it. They, they, and, you know, I just want them to win one so everyone can just shut up. Do they deserve it? I, they've been through a lot. They got a lot of help yesterday. Oh, I wasn't a aware of that. A lot they? of help yeah, yesterday. They got an amazing zebras. amount of help. That was, that was really No, difficult. but I mean, the city of Buffalo, they've never had a championship. They kind of need one. That's what I'm saying. They lost four Super Bowls in a row. In yeah, the they might have deserved that. That the... Yeah, losing four in a row. All right, Ryan's in. Screw the Bills. Screw the Bills. <laughs> no, I've just I I was very big on Josh Allen a couple of years ago. Yeah, and then the year after, I was like, no, he's gonna win MVP now. He's yeah. gonna win MVP, and he hasn't. And then it's like, well, All right. when will he? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. I would like to see the Lions and Bills because then you'd be guaranteed whoever wins has never never won a Super Bowl. So that would be kind of cool. A lot of people are rooting for the Texans. Texans are the sexy pick. I don't know about that. Yeah. Got a big task on their hands this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to Baltimore. Uh, just anybody but the Ravens. That's my slogan for the Super Bowl. Anybody right. but Baltimore. All right. Uh, last but not least, you had Pau Gasol up there. Pau Gasol, who the, the, the Lakers robbed from, I think, Charlotte at the time or Memphis. One of those teams. But I think Jerry West. I think at the time... Laker, uh, great Jerry West, who's the logo of the NBA. I think he was consulting with that team and shipped them to the Lakers. So I think Jerry West behind the scenes kind of uh, kind of had a hand in that. Like, you know, let's, yeah, let's give the Lakers this guy who will help them win, what, three, four titles? So Pau Gasol, good line. Did I miss anyone on there? I think I, oh, Len Dawson. Boy, Len Dawson, when I was a kid, do you, do you still watch Inside the NFL? You probably, do you ever watch that show? It's on, it's on the CW now. It was on, when I was a kid, that's the only place we got highlights on HBO every week that even have graphics, like 18 carries for 140 yards. That's where I memorize all my numbers, was watching HBO's Inside the NFL, and Nick Bonacani and Len Dawson were the hosts of that program, and it ran for years, and that was, man, they did it on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays was the premiere episode at 8 o'clock, and that was my favorite show to watch because I got to see all the highlights. It was before ESPN. So, yeah, good good one. Good one, good, Jericho. We got them all. Yeah. Yep. I like, I like how you went backwards. <laughs> you went you went right to left. I did. Right to right. Yeah. I threw your curveball today. Usually I go kind of clockwise and end with the. I, well, I had to go Joe Montana first. Got to give Joe. Although I hear Joe's very salty now that he's retired. He's not. He doesn't. He's not a. He's doesn't not have nice. as much attention on him. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That's why I was surprised spiteful. he did that Guinness ad. Have you seen the Guinness commercial? Where he sits down. Right. He sits at the TV and this young kid's like, he's like, oh, this is smooth beer, and he's like, oh yeah, did you play ball? Like, would you play like tennis? And he goes, Yeah, something like that. Like, they just made this young kid look stupid, but he probably hated doing that. I do have a Joe Montana autograph. You do? Where'd you get that? Uh, the same family that got me the, the oh, Jerry nice. Rice ball. Yeah, it's on a picture of him with the Chiefs, though. That is a good one. Matt, don't get comfortable. Let's bring Matt in now. Matt, we're going to bring in, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring Matt Neverton. Matt Neverton has been here. He's been behind the glass, as we call it. He's been working on a lot of stuff. There's Matt coming in. Sporka, you look good today, man. I got to pretend to be fancy, oh, you know. look at that. You got a fresh haircut, too? I got them all cut. Got them all cut, this guy. See, that's kind of jokes you're going to get on Sports by the Book, ladies and gentlemen. Matt has been here. He sat in the producer chair when Ryan was out of town visiting Daniel Bellinger, who actually was on the show yesterday. I saw that. He was yes. a great get. He was great, man. Was that awesome. was great that Ryan got him in. He was a nice guy. Uh, we got to see his first. That, he got to tell that story. Alex had the good question about his first touchdown. Alex gave out a couple winners last night. By the way, uh, she pushed. I think on the hockey one. Yep. Yep. But she won under. on Tampa. We all had yeah, Tampa. Pushed at six. Anyway, Matt, uh, big announcement. We're very excited to announce that you are now part of the uh, the crew here, the cast. The I cast. Should say. Yeah, the, I've already been part of the crew. Now I'm coming on the other side. Of you the are, man. So starting today, you will be hosting sports. By the way, we got to give Jeff Parles a day off, and the show is expanding to seven days. We're still doing five on this. But seven days on Sports by the Book, you're going to be doing Tuesdays, Wednesdays this week. Uh, or <laughs> yes. You're going to be doing Mondays and Tuesdays. Mondays, Tuesdays, but Tuesdays, Wednesdays this week. Yeah. I mean, we had to beg Jeff to take a couple of days off. I know. You got to let Jeff. You got to let Jeff's head cool. He's got all those numbers going through his head and all those names and every nickname of basketball teams. So Jeff is up, but Matt will be here. You'll be here today at 3 o'clock. Yeah, ready to go. And uh, lots of recap, lots to look forward to. That was a, that was a weird weekend in the NFL. Well, it was, it was. And by the way, I was looking at the scores. I believe five out of six games went over. And I think that was last year, too, that five out of six games went over the total. The only one under was KC Miami, which it was negative 50 degrees with the wind chill. 
So uh, was it- well, last night ended up not going over, right? Oh, it didn't. I th- what was the final last night? Because we had it at 39 on our the parlay because we teased it down. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's maybe I'm getting confused. Yeah. What was the final? I turned the game off like uh, I think 25, it ended 42. Nine, 30, no, 32-9. Yeah, so 41. I think it went over. So it wasn't over under No, maybe it didn't. 43. Well, you know what? If you're watching the show and you're wondering, you probably know because you, you either had a winner or you didn't. I think the over under was. Hey, that's why we do what we do, Frank. Right? right? We're not. Uh, I when, when I came on last week, I we were talking about college basketball. I said I'm not a math guy by any stretch, but I am a numbers guy. So there right. is a difference. There is. <laughs> there is a difference. Very much. And you'll have a couple picks for us later on in the show. Yeah, ready to go. All right, but first, Frank's fast takes. I don't know. We don't know what we're doing this year on those Frank's fast takes. We have a game that I created just for you, Matt. I, I'm ready. Last night. Now, a lot of people, uh, this is a lot of events that happened today, special birthdays. Usually it's called uh, On the Stay in Sports, but today we're playing a game instead of multiple choice questions. It's multiple choice. I would so expect nothing you. less from you. It's for you, Matt. These are all, all things that happened today. We're going to start off with one that's going to make Ryan happy. Ryan, he's a big Chicago Bulls fan, Chicago sports fan. So, On the Stay in 1993, Michael Jordan scored 64 points. In the Bulls, 128-124 loss to the Magic. Orlando rookie center, Shaquille O'Neal, finished the game with 29 and 24. 29 points, 24 boards in and, his rookie year. And five blocks. And five blocks. Yeah, I mean, he was a monster right away. By the way, there, there was always that thing that Shaquille O'Neal uh, was the MVP every year he was in the league. You know, They only gave it to him, like, I don't know, a handful, three or four. But he every year it was like Shaq and everyone else. He was unstoppable. And there was not a lot of teams at that point that had run – their offense predominantly through their big man. Right. So he kind of changed it. And, of course, we're seeing the other side of that coin now with the, <laughs> yeah. the uh, advanced guard play. But, yeah, Shaq really changed the oh way that a lot of big men played offensively. He was unstoppable under the hoop. He was just big. He was just big, but he was also just strong. And he just pushed people. I remember sitting under the hoop at a game. It was a Laker game a long time ago. And just just the ease of him bumping other big guys. Like, when he wanted in, it was just like a little sh- And the guy would, oh, my God. He was, he, was, he was so big, he made big guys look not so big. He did. He was unbelievable. What do you think of the Magic retiring his number? By the I way, I saw that they're gonna. He's had this is the fourth team or third or fourth. He's the Lakers that retired his number, and I think the Suns or someone else did. One of the random teams he or played one for of the, ran- the By the way, they also showed uh, that he he played for the Celtics. I forgot Shaquille O'Neal played briefly for the Celtics. He wore number thirty six too. It just is that what he wore? Yeah. yeah, rainbow jersey. Yeah, that's. I love that graphic yeah. where you can just see the, the different teams he played for, and it makes like a full rainbow yeah. of colors. Yeah, he played for a lot more teams than you think. So anyway, yeah, I don't know the Magic. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he was a rookie there. He was there for a handful of years and before the Lakers. And he completely changed the the scope and the direction of that franchise almost single-handedly yeah. over a couple of years. They got Tracy McGrady. Penny oh. Hardaway was kind of in that same era, but he Anthony. really yeah, he turned them from a, a nobody doormat, to yeah. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Maybe not the best team ever, but somebody. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, sure. Retire his number, yeah. What, did he wear 32 or 34 there? He was 32 there, I Was believe. he 32 yeah, there? He was 32 okay. in Orlando, yeah. All right, so anyway, here's here's your question, Matt. Um, we could show you highlights of that game of Jordan scoring 64, or would you rather see a clip of Michael Jordan walking around a foreign country with locals heckling him? Oh, I'd much rather see that. Okay, so here we go. Let's see it. That's good because we don't have the rights to that one. So here we go. <laughs> Matt, there it is. There was your this or that. You want to see video? Now, we've all seen Jordan is that, score. Is that Greece? Where, we where don't know. He? Well, I'm not going to tell you the country quite yet. Okay. But you're warm. All right, but here's your multiple question. So he's walking on the streets. What is being? What noise is being shouted at him? What audible? What's audible on the clip? Are they yelling? Where is Scottie Pippen and your son? <laughs> That's ice cold. That's ice cold. LeBron is better than you, or are they making goat noises? I'm going to go C just because I think that that's probably the, the funniest of the three. And knowing you, that's probably where you went. 
There we there go. You go. They're making goat noises, Adam. Goat, greatest of all time. So uh, this was in Italy, actually. That's in Italy. So Jaron's just trying to watch. He's just trying to watch and check out some scenes. So I think it's hysterical that maybe they came with the language barrier, right? You can't yell, my MJ, MJ, I love you, MJ. You're the best in the hoops. You put the ball in the hoop, the alley-oop. They can't do that. And I'm allowed to do that very racist Italian stereotype because I'm a tad Vinny. Is that okay? Vinny says it's okay. So anyway, yeah, he's the goat, I guess. So there you go. You can make goat noises. Yeah, that, that goes in any language. Yeah, exactly. That's the real Rosetta Stone. <laughs> it's just goat noises. When you can do noises nah. and you're the goat. Yeah. Ryan, what noises would they chant at you when you're walking through Italy? Ooh. <laughs> so bad. Green Bay sucks. They'd probably just say Green Bay, so it could be like, sucks. Yeah, yeah, we can go with that. Anyway, 64 points in a game. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, when Kobe had 61 through three quarters, it was at 61. I was at that game. So I actually saw, I was, by the way, I was in a, I was in the booth at half court, the Warner brothers booth Ooh. that I'd put tickets in for when I was doing that show. And, and I, they'd come through and I got that and went to the game with some friends. So I got to see Kobe Bryant score 61. He outscored, uh, the Grizzlies in that game. They only had 60 points after three Mavericks, Mavericks, Mavericks. It was Mavericks. Oh my God. 61. It was Kobe 61 Mavericks 60. And then he didn't play the fourth quarter because we're all like, okay, we're going to witness history. But they were up by like 30 or 40 points. Yeah. So Phil Jackson sat him down and we were like, boo, bah, boo, bah, boo. But that just wouldn't happen nowadays with the way the game is played. Oh, man. Yeah. I, it, I, I, if he would could have, I mean, he would have had 80. I mean, it would have been nice to see him maybe break his 81, which he later got, which became his record, of course. Thanks, Jalen Rose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And happy birthday today to Joe Flacco. Uh, Joe Flacco had a birthday party, by the way. Uh, he sent me a birthday invitation, but it was intercepted. <laughs> Hold for applause and laughter. I love the picture of him looking sad there on the left. That's a great microcosm of how that uh, that game went. But again, I got to give it to Jeff Parles. He said the game against Texans feels like this is a game Flacco throws two, three, four picks. And credit to Jeff, he yeah. was on pretty much every game this he weekend. He was Jeff was on. That's why we had to give him a couple days off. His head hurts. Yeah, he's uh, he's got to go spend all of his winnings. <laughs> yeah, he had Green Bay. He was all over Green Bay. Alex and I are like, are you kidding? Dallas at home. There ain't no, they're going to roll. 10 points is nothing or whatever. This was it 10. It was seven. It was seven. Whatever it was, it was never a game. This is just like it was on Thanksgiving when Green Bay came out and stomped Detroit. And we'll talk about that one later on yeah. Sports by the Book. That's called a tease, by the it's way. It's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. But my, the, the question that everybody's asking and that we'll ask later is, do you give more credit to the Packers or do you say that that game was the Cowboys laying an egg? And I, I think there's something to be said for both. There's something to be said for both. But, you know, even like Greg Olson who uh, I don't know. I don't know if I love Greg Olson. I'll admit I do like Tony Romo. Romo's becoming a little bit of a caricature of himself as a play by as a color guy. I really liked him. We all liked that he could call a play and read a play better than any color guy. I still do like Romo. I do. I think he gets um, a, a lot of undue hate. Yeah, he does. I think he's great. Yeah. I also like Jack Buck. I don't or Jack Buck. Uh, oh, Joe God. Buck. I like Joe Buck. I like uh, Collinsworth. Eh, I don't need Collinsworth really, but I don't hate him. There's very few guys I hate. Um, but Romo's, but Greg Olson was all over Dallas in the first quarter. He's going, Dak looked something. Something's wrong with Dak. Something's wrong with C.D. Lamb. They look lost. Like they knew. Like it was like readable and probably palpable in the stadium that the fans were like, "Oh God, here we go again." Well, especially someone like that that has been in situations like that, kind of knows what to look for. I, I think Greg Olson does a great job. I think him and Kevin Burkhardt is a phenomenal. I movie. like Burkhardt a lot. That's yeah. why they got the Super Bowl last yeah. year. And yeah. I think that that was a big test. I remember reading an article. Uh, right after the Super Bowl, where it talked about how they prepared and just how nervous they both were because it was the biggest game for both yeah. of them. You know, you get you get Buck, 
you got uh, Al Michaels, you got the big names. They've done 100 Super Bowls each. Yeah, true. But for for Burkhardt and Olsen, for their first Super Bowl, they they scored a 10. They were phenomenal they last were year good. in the Super That's Bowl. That's true. I like, I like you know, his voice. I like Kevin Harlan. I like Kevin yeah. Harlan a lot. I love his voice. I think he's become a legend from when the guys would run out on the field and he does the play-by-play of them getting hit. Some idiots running on <laughs> yeah. the 40. Kevin, oh, he's in. I love, Kevin Harlan's great. And I just wish the NFL, if there's any way, I know it'll never happen. Just get me Gus Johnson. Get me... Give me Gus doing every sporting event. I'm a fan of Gus. Down the sideline. Uh, he's the. It could be like a play in the second quarter that's not even. Uh, you know that I just I love his excitement. I love his enthusiasm. And come on, cold blooded is still the best call. Was it UConn? Oh cold yeah. Cold blooded. I mean, he was. He's the best. I, I wish. I wish he would do. He does Big Ten football, right? He does. College football, he Fox, yeah, I, Fox. I watch games just to hear him call the game. He's awesome, and there He's aren't awesome. very aren't very many play-by-play announcers that people say that about. Exactly. When I was a kid, especially not me, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved Dick Enberg. I loved Enberg, and I wrote two fan letters in my life: one to Dick Enberg, and one to Ginger Lynn. No, that's a joke. Uh, she was a porn star in the eighties. Now, um, who was that? Oh, Billy Crystal. I wrote two letters: Billy Crystal and Dick Enberg. Heard back from neither, but I put a lot of time into these and wrote them out by hand. Never got, never heard back from either one. But I love Dick Emberg. So yeah, they would get, when I was a kid, you wanted Charlie Jones, Vern Lundquist. You want these guys calling the game. One of my favorites that was uh, kind of passed down to me through my dad was uh, Keith Jackson. Oh, Keith. oh, baby, we got a gully washer. Keith Jackson. Yeah, college yeah. football was Keith Jackson. He was awesome. Hey Frank. Yes. Do you think do do young people do fan letters? Because I did fan letters <laughs> all the time as a kid. Do young people do fan letters? You know, young- now, probably not. Well, like, it's all it, tweets you now. Tweet, you tweet it's all just that's Twitter all, now. You yeah. just slide into their DMs, as you kids say, and get Riz and woke and lit. Holler. I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I did write fan Who did you write a fan letter to, Ann? Uh, uh, Davy Jones. Oh, no. I, I was obsessed. Because I, I, I was just a TV fan. So right. So I, I, anyone. I, and then I, give and us I, a name, Keith. Oprah, Cass- Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Stephanie Zimbalist from uh, Oh from, uh, uh, Remington. Remington Steel. Steel yeah. Um, and Re- uh, Pierce Brosnan as well. Yes. Uh, but no, like hundreds of them. Yeah. Like, I just did that, and but, I loved when I got them back. Yeah, you'd get like a like a form letter, but sometimes I'd even throw in a little the, the picture, the autograph yeah. picture. Yeah. yeah. The signature and the picture is all you all you really That's are asking wanted. for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, a couple <laughs> people. I mean, I I remember I was in a couple fan clubs when I was a kid. But that wasn't the same as me sitting down and writing out letters. And I probably met my dad probably went, yeah, I'll make sure Dick Enberg gets this. No, but I don't know. But Billy Crystal really hurt me because I thought Billy Crystal would, would send one. I sent it to like SNL or People something. People don't do fan clubs anymore. Yeah. The I think only it's one all- that I was ever in, and I'm kind of in that weird in-between age. I'll be 30 coming up. Yeah. Um, I was in the Lincoln Park fan club. My absolute <laughs> yeah. all-time favorite band yeah. as a kid. Still one of my all-time yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah. And, but that was back when you joined the fan club. I begged my mom for yeah. forty dollars to join it, and they would send CDs and wristbands and uh, <laughs> all, all kinds of posters and all kinds of stuff. It was mostly just about the free swag. Yeah, exactly. I, I just remembered something. Um, my sister and I, Gina and uh, her uh, husband at the time, we would go out to this little bar, and uh, when I would go home for Christmas, and I would uh, we'd go out and we'd have some drinks, and then I'd go out and meet friends. But there were a couple songs we'd always listen to on the way home from the bar. And uh, so for Christmas that year, my sister got me uh, a membership into this singer's fan club. And I got pictures, color pictures, got her pictures. And I got a, like a, business, a plastic business card that I carried in my wallet. And I would just use it whenever I needed it. But I don't want to tell you. <laughs> well, you have to. You're, you're, you're this deep into the story. Leanne Rhymes. I was in the Leanne Rhymes fan club, ladies and gentlemen. What's wrong with that? I know. It was, uh, we would sing uh, Guess. Uh, so uh, Guess. She had this song <laughs> that we'd listen to all liquored up and stuff. 
And so I had a Leanne Rhymes fan club card. I still have it somewhere, but it was the best. And I had a friend of mine told me uh, he knew her and he told her that I had one and, and she thought it was hysterical. So, uh, yeah, I was a member of the Leanne Rhymes fan club. That's the best pickup line you could think of. Yeah. Well, I'd pull out the card at bars and be like, I'm going to put it on my Leanne Rhymes fan club. And the bartender be like, yeah, very funny. But yeah, it's somewhere. Gold card. So anyway, uh, we're talking about Joe Flacco's birthday. Here's your second multiple choice question. How many NFL teams has Joe Flacco suited up for? Is it A4, B5, or C6? So let's hear the math out loud. So suited up for. Suited up for is the phrase. I believe there was a team in there that he suited up. He suited up for. This was Ryan's clarification on this. He caught my mistake. All right. So we know Ravens. We know Browns. We know Jets. I'm going to say five just because I think it's four. Ryan, tell him the answer. It is five. He suited up for six, though. Didn't he? Wasn't it six? No, he just had the Jets twice. That, oh, oh, okay. okay. I screwed That's up. Okay, it's five. Team, yeah. What did you say? I, I thought it would be four, so I naturally picked five because I don't trust myself yeah, on God, that. Can we see that graphic one more time, please, Ann? Thank you. I appreciate it. He was, uh, yeah, so Ravens, Broncos, Jets. Eagles. I do not remember him on the Eagles. He I don't remember up. that at well, all. Well, that's the one you, you clarified, yeah, right? Yeah, so he got traded or he got cut from the Jets the first time. The Eagles picked him up for the preseason. Then they were going to waive him, but ended up trading him back to New, uh, New York with the Jets. Yeah. And then he got picked up wow. by the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I didn't remember that. So, anyway, and the Browns, of course, now uh, let's talk about his original team, the Baltimore Ravens. Your favorite. Uh, uh, my favorite. What's the line on the game? Baltimore is it? It's like ten. It's ten. It's ten. So you got Baltimore. Nine. They've been sitting there on their bye week. Technically, they've been sitting still for two or three weeks because against the Steelers, oh, yeah. Lamar sat. They sat all their uh, their good players. Uh, Zay Flowers sat too. So here they are, thirteen and three. But the Texans, with by the way, the best quarterback. Uh, I mean, C.J. Stroud has looked phenomenal. Not only has he been the best, he's the youngest to win a playoff game ever. He's he's 22 years old, barely. Unbelievable. He's also the highest drafted of any quarterback that's left. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And also, the thing I find incredible is the first first quarterback to lead the league in passing and passing uh, rating, I think. The only other two guys to do it are Brady and Montana. And Stroud did it in his first year. Well, because those two are kind of opposites one is kind of a volume stat with yards and one is kind of an efficiency stat with rating yeah and they did a really good job of kind of creating the offense around his strengths yeah and while he is mobile they really didn't have him move out of yeah. the pocket a lot he, he's a pocket passer he's been unbelievable and i thought oh the pressure against cleveland and cleveland didn't even show up and by the way defensive player of the year don't even give me miles garrett you know i'm rooting for anybody but miles garrett the guy in his last three games i think had no sacks he had maybe three tackles for a loss in his last three or four games. He disappeared in the playoffs. S- somewhat related. Maybe and of course a little the vote is already done, but go ahead. Um, I thought it was really interesting, and there was everybody talking about during that Dallas Packer game, uh, Michael Parsons finally got a holding call to, on, a, on yeah. an offensive lineman against him, and they said that was his first in 11 games. How remarkable is that that he hadn't gotten one in the previous That's 10 amazing. games? Because he is, in my eyes, the number one quickest first step off yeah. the ball defensively. Unbelievable. You're telling me that over a 10-game stretch, no no tackle, <laughs> had a, a little slip just to try to catch up in, in positioning? I mean, there's, there's something to be said there. If there's one thing they look at, they have to look at the officiating in general, but the holding calls. I mean, I, you could see uh, T.J. Watt. I'm not going back to Pittsburgh as much, but T.J. Watt was held on every play in some games. Mm-hmm. So I, it just seems that they're, the, the marquee pass rushers are being held quite a bit. They're taking defense out of the game. They are. That's yeah. The offense has so much 
freedom to do what they want. Yeah. The fact that Josh Allen could fake slide and then gets the call of the when he is sliding yeah. and he takes a shot, doesn't take a shot to the head, but he right. gets that call. Yep. Justin Fields didn't get a single call all year. Yeah. What quarterbacks are you going to protect and which ones are you not going to protect? The names. Or you need yeah, to, exactly. Like, That's the way the league it's, it's, And by the way, that side rules because of Kenny Pickett at Pitt in the one bowl game, yeah, he literally yeah. is almost halfway down and then he stayed erect yep. and then he walked uh, and, he, and he ran in for like 30 yards. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of that was kind of when they went, oh, okay, if you start a slide, if you, you're, it plays over. Oh, remember, we're going back to Joe Flacco. Remember a couple of years ago when he was on the Ravens and Kiko Alonso took his head off? And oh, they, yeah, uh, I saw the play last night when I was looking at Joe Flacco clips. That was the play. Joe Flacco just always has funny instances when he's sliding and gets tackled. Uh, <laughs> whoever it was on the, on the Texans that did a full Ooh, break, break dance turbo. move on yeah, his head. Yeah. I've seen that so many times edited so and reversed and put yeah. to music. It's uh, he, He's a very memeable guy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Joe Flacco. And I, he comes back. He plays again next year somewhere, right? He has to. He has to. I mean, he, he earned his, it this year. It's his birthday today. What is he, 38 or 39? 39. He's 39 years old, but I mean, you need those guys. You need them. You need him. He'll be on some team. Uh, maybe even Cleveland, right? I mean, although they have three quarterbacks. They got your buddy DTR. Yep, yep. And, and of course, Deshaun Watson's probably going to start. All I mean, they, they mortgaged yeah. their entire future on Deshaun Watson, so he's got to start, yeah. yeah. It's so Browns being the Browns, though, that game. I mean, as a, as a enemy of the Browns, I enjoyed watching Texans beat the crap out of him. And I don't know. Do you think the Texans have a shot? Ten points is a lot of points. I'll take the Texans with ten. Baltimore probably wins that so game. It's nine and a half now. Nine and a half. Okay. Well, there you go. Nine and a half. Nine and a, half. a lot of places, it's 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 at nine and a half right behind us. I'm seeing nine at, at most other places. So the line is moving towards Houston, and I, I think they're getting the the respect they deserve. They got uh, none to lose. Um, not a lot of people. Not enough people are talking about it. Is this the single greatest single season turnaround in the history of the league? <laughs> it's it's up there, man. From I two mean, wins last year to dominating a playoff game this year, and the Carolina Panthers just sitting at home shaking their heads like, damn it. Tepper's throwing drinks on people. We got this little elf for quarterback, and look at the Texans. If only there was a way pre-draft that they could have known that Bryce Young was short. If only there was a way. If they only did some sort of measuring and checking of these guys at the combine that lasts forever. And not that it is easy, because yeah. it is the hardest thing to do in sport is turn around an NFL franchise yes. in such a short time, but the Texans have made it look easy. Especially because the they, they were laughed out of the league when they got rid of Deshaun and Bill O'Brien. And then D D uh, Hopkins, they traded him away. They got rid of everybody. But look, but the NFL is where you can turn around, usually not in one year, no. but quickly. The parity with the salary cap. So, I mean, it's hard not to root for the Texans. Of course, I'm rooting for the Texans this weekend. I mean, they put a beat down on Pittsburgh this year. So, I'm rooting. Uh, I'll root for the Texans uh, as the AFC rep, if not Buffalo. I'm tired of Kansas City. Get Kansas City out of there. Give somebody else a chance. Give somebody else a chance. I want to see Mahomes on the road in a playoff game. I think we're all excited to see that. That would be uh, that. That's going to be really interesting. the The Chiefs have won 15 straight home playoff games. So if there is a kryptonite for Kansas City in the playoffs, it's it's going on the road. Although it's really not that much of a kryptonite. And what do we have the line as in that game right now? Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo two and a half. Two and a half. It's yeah. I was three. I think I saw it open at three. Right. And that's the home field advantage. So they're saying they're pretty equal. Uh, the weather is going to be, I think, in the teens. I think it's another it's another football game in January it's toggling in Buffalo. A bunch. What's that? Said it's toggling a bunch. Three, two and a half. Okay, three, yeah. Two and a half. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Is it Buffalo's year to get by KC? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think it is. I mean, Kansas City. I don't know. Although this is as good a defense as, as Kansas, Kansas City has ever had. Just ask uh, Chris Rose. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I just completely missed my. <laughs> I just the, the hole was here. It's so stupid win. lids. Just give me just give me a straw. I don't like straws. You don't like, like pla plastic or paper? No, any, any, any. I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ice against my lips. All right, so anyway, now 
This is like Robert Hayes in Airplane. I had a drinking problem. It just spilled. First time? Good thing I'm wearing my first. Very good. All right. So anyway, uh, back to what you were saying about Mahomes and the KC defense. Yeah, it's their best defense. Chris Jones, they look good, but I like Buffalo. You saw what uh, Chris Rose said with Maurice Jones-Drew, right, after that game? Oh, yeah, the D. Yeah, on the, yeah exactly. Uh, the, you could tell that that was not scripted because of Maurice Jones-Drew's reaction because he started to talk. Yeah. He started and then... then if you if you don't know what he saw, Chris Rose alluded. I'm sure Ryan knows. It was uh, he used a little uh, said. Uh, what what did he say? We can say it. Are, is is Kansas City gonna be able to ride the D right all the way? See, I knew what the quote was. I just wanted Ryan to yeah. say it. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to hear him say it. Yeah, yeah it's just bad. I mean, it just it comes out of him. It's uh, it's funny. Um, so I don't know. I like Buffalo at home in that game again. The, the phrasing is crazy. What? The phrasing is crazy. Phrasing. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Let's get to the Cowboys. We'll yes. talk about the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and their collapse with Matt. But here's his next matchable question. Uh, well, we'll get to it. First of all, it's the Cowboys today on January 16, 1972. They won their first Super Bowl, which probably feels very, very long ago to a lot of fans. But they were the first Super Bowl champs. There they are. They beat the Dolphins. And again, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I believe it was Jim O'Brien kicked a game-winning field goal for the Colts. This is like, like a game-winning field goal, and people don't talk about this one, maybe because it happened so long ago. But uh, the doomsday defense held Miami without a touchdown, making them the only team in the 20th century to accomplish such a feat. Is that right? Wait, the Steelers beat the Vikings 16-6, didn't they? I don't think that's. Maybe I don't a think that's down a miss extra point. Multiple ways to get to six. Oh, Frank. maybe. Yeah, you're right. Okay, sorry. That was back sorry. when they were kicking it straight on with a, a shoe that was flat in the front. <laughs> Jan Stenerud and Tom. That always puzzled me. The longest field goal in history when we were kids. Tom Dempsey. Yeah. Guy named Tom Dempsey for the New Orleans Saints kicked a 63-yard field goal. 63-yard field goal, which now is like almost, you know, you're not shocked anymore. Justin Tucker has got 66, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, then Elam or the thin air, you got guys and Matt Prater. But anyway, Tom Dempsey had half a foot, and you're like, oh, you're making that. No, he had half a foot. He had a flat shoe that he wore, and he kicked a 63-yard field goal. I can see it going over the goalposts in the NFL highlights that they showed all the time. Anyway, uh, the Dolphins recovered. The Dolphins went on to uh, recover and win the next two Super Bowls. They went undefeated the following season. Here is your multiple question on that Super Bowl, though. This is true. The Dolphins lost the game. And you can look at the screen right there. Super Bowl Six is also notable for featuring a play specifically drawn up by whom? Is it A, Vince Lombardi, B, Richard Nixon, or C, Elvis Presley? They uh, knew Don Shula, and they sent him a play to run in the Super Bowl. And Don Shula ran it, I think, uh, it was a down-and-in pass to Paul Warfield, and Shula called this play toward the end of the first quarter. So this would have been what, 1971? It was uh, January 16, 1972. 1972, okay, so 71, 72 season. I'm going to go with Nixon. The correct answer is Richard Nixon. Very good, yeah. Is that not crazy? So Richard Nixon called this play, and I don't know, maybe Landry, maybe he had some tax issues. He's like, I got to. I don't want to be audited by the IRS. I'm going to run this play for Richard Nixon. Um, and then after the game, Tom Landry was, received a congratulatory phone call from Nixon. Landry told reporters that Nixon praised them for playing an almost perfect game, but he didn't bring up the trick play. And you told me something interesting before the, yeah, so before it was, the show. Yeah, so it was actually the second time that Nixon did it in that postseason. So he did it for the Super Bowl with Shula against the Niners, and then he did it with the Redskins earlier when they were playing against the Niners, and they ended up losing 24-20. Yeah, and, that, and by the way, I heard already that Joe Biden has written a play for the Super Bowl, He uh, and they're going to use it. It's an alley-oop. He's calling for an alley-oop under the rim. So <laughs> it is not always – it's not a political show. I'm just saying the guy 
Forget stuff. Nixon, right, anyway, Nixon was really an, an interesting character when it came to sports. He was really involved. He was a big sports fan. And everybody just remembers him for, for Watergate and being the first president to ever resign in office. But yeah. he, he was a really interesting dude. Uh, he was uh, very um, influential, we'll say, in a lot of circles. And he is one of my favorite characters on Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> Futurama, Bender, all that. So, uh, is are the Dolph? Or, I'm sorry, the Dolphins and Cowboys. Since we were just talking about them, are they the two biggest disappointments, AFC and NFC, uh, respectively, as the teams that got bounced in the playoffs? First I would, game. I would say in the short scope, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, and if you look at Miami's schedule, yeah, they beat Dallas. I think week fourteen, week thirteen, yeah, something like late, that. After yeah. Thanksgiving, that was that field goal. Yeah, yeah. Right. Outside of that game. Do you know who their best opponent was that they beat? Uh, the Bills? The Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Jeez. They, they are the ultimate example, Miami, this year. Of oh, the Bills beat them twice. That's beating up on bad teams yeah. and getting trounced. Not just beat, but trounced by, by the good ones. So absolutely on the AFC side, it's Miami. And then for, for Dallas, it's more of the same. More of what we're Man. used to. And I'll be really, really interested to see if Jerry Jones pulls the plug on everything. I mean, I, Bill Belichick's sitting out there. He's sitting at home. He's in Atlanta today, by the way. It was right before we went on the air. Bill Belichick was in Atlanta talking to Arthur Blank about the job down there in Atlanta. I don't know if I see him down there in Atlanta. I don't know. I, there's no quarterback there. That I mean, you go to Dallas, you got a, you got a good quarterback in place. My question with Dallas, though, is, is Jerry Jones going to bring in a, a head coach that could potentially upstage him. I think for Jerry Jones specifically as an owner and as right. a person, yeah. I don't know if he's going to bring in such a galvanizing personality where all the headlines that's why are going to be That's him and Jimmy Johnson from... didn't get along. Exactly, right, yeah. and we've seen this in the past. Yeah. And while we also have seen, though, on the other side, multiple times, Jerry Jones praising Bill Belichick. He talked about him in his book that he came out with in 2019. Oh, really? Oh. He is really interested in Bill Belichick. But again, I just don't know if he's going to bring in that mercurial of a, of a personality to potentially upstage him. I, I do think... Mike McCarthy is gone. <laughs> I think he has to. The fact he still has a job today, what, what did I say Tuesday? The fact he's still there, I mean, I, I, don't, I know he, the players like him a lot, but you got to get over that hump, and Dallas is where the spotlight shines. Well, the, the, the damning number for me, it's the first time ever that a team has won 12 or more games in three straight seasons and not won any playoff <laughs> games in that stretch, ever. Wow. And that alone, I think, is, yeah. is grounds for removal. Dak, I, I think you have to keep Dak Prescott. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think it's Dak. I mean, even though he looked a little lost out there, a little deer in the headlights, you keep Dak Prescott. There's, I mean, there's people calling for him to get out of there, too. I know. Oh, a lot, who's the Trey Lance? Is Trey Lance? You're going to hand the, the keys backup, to Trey yeah. Lance? Certainly not. What's that? I said he's the backup. Yeah. He is the backup. I mean, people forget Trey Lance was the third overall pick. Yeah. He's played in about six games in his whole life. <laughs> Still doesn't know how to take a snap under center. No. I, I mean, I don't know. Dallas, I mean, it's. Look, and Stephen A. Smith, you see him just laughing hysterically. I do too. And it, you know, there's that shot of him in bed while he pans to the TV. It's like 27 nothing. He's just like, and you know, he's gonna laugh. Uh, Stephen A. Smith is polarizing. Either love him or hate him. I used to hate Stephen A. Smith. I kind of like him now. In the last year, my friend has turned Frank Mergy has turned me on Stephen A. Smith. Somewhat unrelated. Did you see his rant on Jason Whitlock last week? No, I heard about. It. I think yeah, yeah we, no, we talked about it. Yeah, we talked oh about it, but I didn't God. watch it. I, I the the best part about that is all, all I'll say is that he put out a video earlier that day before the, all that stuff came yeah. out, saying. I called my pastor, asked for forgiveness. I told everybody in my life that this was coming and that they would have to either ride with me or leave me. And th that was his crusade. And yeah. I guess if, you know, if you're going to go on a crusade, hating Jason Whitlock isn't a bad one. But <laughs> yeah, as, as much as I was excited to see Stephen A's reaction, I was all, also as excited to see the week, the almost weekly video now of Skip Bayless throwing out his Cowboy stuff. How yeah. much Cowboy stuff does he have? Now, I said, I said this yesterday. This is a genius move for the area targets 
and Best Buys for TVs, because you see all the memes and all the videos of people yep. smashing their TVs, throwing them out, and the merchandise for the, the stores. They're gonna, everyone's going to have to buy new Dallas stuff next year. Well, and the, the trash can lid continuing to close on them in the middle <laughs> was just poetic justice. I mean, if that, <laughs> that's me and I'm that upset where I'm yeah. throwing stuff away. That lid is going about 50 feet that way. I'm going to frisbee that thing after it closes on me once. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It's a mess in Dallas. They, they have to get rid of my car. And again, he'll find a job. He does have a ring with Green Bay. But they, they can't, you can't, you can't, as, you can't have your fans go in and see that a fourth year in a row. No, and that's, I, I wish Mike McCarthy all the best because I was friends with his nephews in high school in, in, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Great, great oh, family. Wow. He is a really good coach. It's just you have to have the results and especially in Dallas where the microscope is on you at all times. So, Jerry, I didn't mention Pittsburgh there. That was, that was Matt on that. That one. was me. I don't know if that counts. By the way, also, if we have a dry erase board for the first use, first time using the word mercurial on the show. So I've been studying for the SAT. He's bringing the vocabulary to Sports by the Book two days a week, starting today at 3 o'clock Pacific time. All right. We have one more multiple choice question. It's always good right in the middle of a game when we're having fun. I look up. And I see Ryan yawn during my performance here on stage. <laughs> it's always good. It's always to know Ryan's right there for me. I haven't seen you yawn that big since Dave Damashek was on the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Long night, long night. Happy birthday to Albert Pujols. Okay. Albert Pujols, who turns... God, and wait, get this wink on. Give me, give me this wink here. Albert Pujols, who turns... 44 years old. Wink. The reason I wink is a lot of people... Uh, here's, here's, uh, this is a, a quote... From when he signed the big deal with the Angels, Albert Pujols is not the age he says, according to a former MLB uh, exec. David Sampson, who served as the Miami Marlins president from 2002 to 2017, said no one in baseball believed Pujols was telling the truth about his age when he signed a 10-year, $240 million contract with the LA Angels after the two, 2011 season. He was on the Dan Lebitard show. Here is his quote, quote unquote, there is not one person in baseball, not one executive who believes Albert Pujols is the age that he says he is. The amount of fraud that was going on in the Dominican back in the day, the changing of names, the changing of birthdays, it would blow your mind. So, uh, Artie Moreno, pretty savvy owner out there in Anaheim and Los Angeles. I remember when they gave him a 10-year, $240 million deal. People are like, ooh. Because he wanted to stay a Cardinal his whole life. Yeah, Cardinals did kind of lowball him. Mm -hmm. But perhaps the Cardinals had a real birth certificate, but I don't know. Well, it, and Pools specifically is interesting because he actually, it was either his last year or his last two years of high school in the U.S. Okay. In, in Southern Florida. Have you seen the picture of him from his senior year of high school? I think we pulled it up one day. Uh, I mean, it some, is, there was some graying in his beard. It's if literally I'm not the, the bench warmers, Carlos, I am 12. Here's, yeah, a, here's a $10 right. bill. Saying, <laughs> he looks just like him. Yeah, he, he was, uh, yeah, he's not. Again, and I've talked about this, I think, last time you were Alejandro Pena. Pitching for the Pirates at spring training, found out he was three years older, so they gave him four birthday cakes or something. Like, here, we missed three of these. Yeah. There's a really good um, documentary. I don't know what service it's on, but it's called Pelotero, which means ball player in, in the Dominican sure. Spanish. Oh, okay. Um, and it's about when a lot of teams were going after Miguel Sano okay. as a teenager. Oh, the um, Pirates, the Pirates should, have had him. should have had him. They didn't come up with an extra couple hundred grand. Yeah. Well, you'll see in the oh, if good. you watch it that they they were the leaders and so he was no, ready to say yes. he had the contract in front of him. I remember but that his family was getting extorted and it was just a bad personal situation for him. So he went with the twins and yeah. uh, you know he's been flamed out. Somewhat, yeah, but yeah. boy, he, he when he hit the ball, it went far. He's got as much power as anybody. But yeah, Pelotero was really interesting, and oh, it talks a lot that. about how it was. Even the, I think this was 2010, 2009 when this right. was all going on. Even that recently, it was the Wild West in terms yeah. of 
signing Dominican players and verifying identities. Guys so with different names. Would uh, not surprise is me. It Carmono Fausto? We, we, we talked about Fausto yeah. Carmona, yeah. Right, Fausto Carmona. I got his name backwards. And uh, Yeah, but it, it is interesting. And that's baseball's worst kept secret is Albert Pujols uh, and his, his real Yeah, all right. Well, here's, here's the question. So we don't know what his birth certificate says. So here are your multiple choice. What is Albert Pujols' birth name? Is it Jose Alberto Pujols Alacantra? Alberto Manuel Domingo Pujols? Or Juan Pujols Sanchez Alberto? So working in baseball, <laughs> working around a lot of Dominican guys, a lot of Latin guys in general, they, they will have extra family names that they really don't use. Correct. So it's not surprising to see these four as the option. And a lot of times it's not in the order that you would see in terms of American or, or English. That's why I did a good job on the two non-real ones. I'm going to go with... That's what I'm trying to throw a... I'm going to guess A. Damn it, Matt Neverett! <laughs> on fire, Yes. Jose Alberto Pujols Alacantra, uh, four-time, what is it, fourth-time, yeah, he's fourth in all-time home runs. It was nice to see him get those 700 home runs. I, I Look, the guy was a National League Central killer for years, killed uh, our beloved Pirates, but the, the, the amount of excitement there was him getting 700 yeah. and that last year with the Dodgers, how many did he hit after the All-Star break? It was a ridiculous amount. I mean, he got hot. He got he as hot as any hitter. And he got to 703. He did. My dad was was calling that game oh, no when way. he hit That's number right. 700. He said it was one of the coolest sporting experiences that he's been around in person, and he's been wow. doing it for a while. Yeah, I mean, because you're not going to see a lot of guys hit 700 home runs anymore. No. I just think because of longevity, people make too much money. They don't want to stick around. And the pitching's too good. As much as, much as the emphasis is on hitting and home That's runs true. nowadays, the pitching is just so much better than it was back in the day. And I thought this was amazing. Fifth in all-time games played. 3,080 games I mean, the guy was a rock. He was probably the best hitter, one of the best right-handed hitters in baseball history. I mean, he's he's just a stud, but happy 44th to Jose Alberto Pujols Alacantra. Yeah, so why didn't he go by uh, Alberto Alacantra? <laughs> There's a lot of guys that, that do that. They'll have their, their... What did I miss? Alcantara. Alcantara. Alaca it's like oh, Sandy. you know why I'm saying Alacantara? Because Sandy, there's a baseball player, Sandy Al The pitcher, yeah. San there's a pitcher for, he played for the Marlins, Sandy Alacantara. So, it, uh, whatever. He's Albert Pools. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong, but I believe it's uh, yeah, sorry, mother, sorry. mother's last name and father's last name. Usually. I think they do dad, dad first, then mom, but they, they take both last names. Yeah. Like, I know Ryan remembers Norhe Ruiz from the Aviators, uh, still, still a free agent, but he, he was Cuban. Uh, he was a, a minor league pitcher for the A's who got up and down, but he has like five last names that he doesn't use. <laughs> It's 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 just a it's a it's a Latin thing and it's a it's a baseball thing to kind of shorten it. Well, I mean, if he kept his original name, he could have been Hapa, J A P A. Could have been like his nickname. Oh, Hapa. I like it. All right. Do we have live comments going on? I I didn't open my computer in time. Anyone out there live commenting? Uh, we, we had a, we had some during the football conversation. Does Buffalo beat the Ravens if that happens? Ugh. I don't know. So I, the Ravens the, the are beatable. Teams the Ravens game. are beatable. They are beatable. They are good. Again, are we gonna? We have to bring up, and everyone will, and I'm sure you'll talk about it on Sports by the Book. Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, not so good. But if he's going to prove it any year, this is the year he has to, because he's not been a good postseason quarterback, and teams usually can scheme for that. So I don't know. Uh, the Texans. I mean, uh, Demarco Ryan, Demarco Demico. I get that wrong every time. Is it Alacantra or Alejandra Ryan? Anyway, Demario Ryan. Demario. Demico. Demico. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I concentrate on the comedy more than the names. Uh, that's what show. I'm here for. That's what Matt is here for, to make me look good. That's why it's a good combination here. Matt and Frank. Um, I don't know. Houston, I mean, he. I, that's a team that could give him a game. I don't know. I, I like that. I, that's going to be – look, 
The NFL playoffs, I mean, Damashek was saying, if you were paying, he was saying how it's the best postseason tournament. I might have to disagree that March Madness might be a little, I got to give it to March Madness. I, I was going to interrupt him, but he never gave me the chance. But what <laughs> I would say is, I would say the NFL playoffs are, that's, they're awesome. Yeah, they are. And this year, for some reason, because I think no one really sees, uh, I, I just don't want Baltimore and the Niners. It's just too boring. And it would match the logo, and everyone will say, scripted. But I don't know. It's scripted. Right. They're scripted. <laughs> they're scripted. All right. Uh, we're going to take a two minute break. We'll be back with Matt Never to close out the show with some Matt picks. And maybe we'll talk about Paul McCartney. Maybe we'll do an over under game with Paul McCartney on something that happened on this day. We'll be right back in two minutes. Matt Never, more after this. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. So that's an Eagles fan, stay classy Philadelphia, throwing popcorn, which by the way only cost him $47, that popcorn <laughs> at any sporting event, $47, and the actual cost to make that, three cents. But he threw it on Sirianni, and if you click on that clip or watch that clip, which has been going all over the place, security went after the guy. They probably yep. got him. Yeah. So the guy's probably like, oh, I'll never get to go to Raymond James Stadium again. It's not like they're going to ban him from Philly. In Philly, they're going to throw him a parade when Sirianni might I mean, Sirianni... Stays or does he go? I mean, it sounds like he's lost the locker. I don't know. I mean, it's that's a really, really tough question because it, it, from a strictly win total perspective, yeah, the Eagles were 10 and 1 to start the year <laughs> with a win total of 11 and a half, and they went under. Oh my god, incredible! I, if I had <laughs> oh a, if god. I had an Eagles over ticket, oh, I never even thought of that. I may have already jumped off the pirate ship at, at, at Ray J. Uh, <laughs> have you have you been there? I saw the Steelers win the Super Bowl at that field. Oh wow! I know. I, I got just saw a regular season game against the Saints. I saw Santonio Holmes catch a ball. I saw 
I was at the listen to this. I was at the forty-five yard line. I got a ticket the night before the game, face value, eight hundred bucks. And Kevin James and uh, Adam Sandler were like on the twenty. I had better seats than Adam Sandler and Kevin James, wow. but I was on the forty. So I saw Larry Fitzgerald run right by me. I saw the interception right here, but I couldn't see Holmes catch the ball because it was here. It was in the corner. It was right here. So we saw the touchdown go up, and then I had a friend. I was on my BlackBerry, and my friend pinned me. His feet are in. His feet are in. He saw the review, and I turned to the section. His feet are in. Then the ref came out and said his feet are in. So wow, that's a cool stadium. Yeah, I had a good time. I um, the only time that I was there, I lived probably forty minutes from there in Bradenton, just south, oh, when yeah, I was yeah. with the Pirates. Um, the only game I went to, you know, we did some some tailgating as as you do. So I went in there a little bit, a little lucid. And we were sitting. I had a buddy who had season tickets. We were right under the pirate ship. Okay. And the the Buccaneers' first drive came down right at us and scored right in front of us. So we're excited. Yeah. I had a couple of adult beverages. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, the cannon goes yeah. off right over my head. I had no clue what was happening. <laughs> I thought that I was dead. You I thought I, I thought lots. I thought I got shot. And yeah. When they score, they fire a cannon. And it is loud. They fire it six times for a touchdown oh, for and point? three times for a field goal. And of course, they scored the touchdown. So it was ah. Ah, it was the second one that got me even worse than the first one. A Florida man was stricken yeah. deaf by Cannon going off his name, Matt Neverett. Um, so anyway, speaking of adult beverages, we bring this up because today uh, in 1919, Congress enacted uh, the 36th, uh, approved by a 36th state. Uh, anyway, they ratified uh, prohibition. So it didn't go into effect. That's what I'm trying to get what at. Number, what number amendment was that? I don't know. 36th state. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't matter at this point. But prohibition... <laughs> They approved it, that ratified and rang in Prohibition. It wasn't until uh, the following year in 1920. Do you know how long Prohibition lasted? I was surprised. Wasn't it until 1932? 33. It was 13 years. For 13 years, it was illegal to drink in this country. How did they enforce it? Uh, watch The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. Great movie. Sean Connery won the Academy Award. They did and they didn't. I mean, there were speakeasies. There were little private clubs, you know. And Well, drinking was illegal, and Albert Pujols is 44, so it's all, it's, it all ties in. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of drinking, so we thought this would be fun with Matt Neverett. We wanted to ask you, it's not even a multiple choice question. Uh, you created a collage for this, Ryan? Yeah. The best drunk athlete parade moments. I always remember Mark Madsen with the Lakers. Uh, he was doing his white man dance on the Lakers one. But uh, you've created a collage, and I see Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi, throwing which the he Lombardi, threw to yep. a, another boat. That was a classic moment. Who else do you have on there, Ryan? So we got Matthew Stafford when he oh. the, the camera woman fell. Yes. And he paid no attention he to her. He rammed the other direction. I was <laughs> yeah. by the way, I was watching that live in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got uh William Carlson for the Knights this past year. That's the one. Yeah. He uh You guys played that for me a couple day weeks ago. One. <laughs> That's he's, a classic. He's been and you here. black you put him in black and white? Uh no, that's just the lighting that he oh, was. Okay. I was yeah. like, all right, that's um, a nightclub. How or long ago was that? Yeah. yeah. And then we've got uh Jason Kelsey, his uh whole jester costume when the, the Eagles Swanee. won the Super Bowl. Yep. And then uh Patrick Mahomes getting beers from the crowd. Yeah. Just down in the and down in them. And then uh J.R. Smith when he Oh shirtless. Yeah, shirtless in Cleveland. Um and then Corey Crawford and Patrick Kane for the Blackhawks. Um Kane was belligerently drunk and oh, then yeah. Crawford comes on and he F in Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually watched the Patrick Kane one last night because I knew you'd probably put something in there about it because it's Chicago. There's a lot of good ones there. A lot of good drunken rants. There's one that's missing. Uh oh. And it's one that, you know, you and I were upset that they won the the, the title. Alexander Ovechkin. Oh yeah. When, when the when the caps, the caps won, won, you would have yeah. thought that Prohibition had just ended. <laughs> With the way he was drinking, the picture of him in bed with the Stanley Cup days afterwards, just visibly hammered, still and he is, didn't is stop. Yeah, no. he didn't stop. He might, he might still be going, those, considering those how, how he's been playing this those year. Those Czechs and Russians and Yugos, they just love to drink and drink and drink and drink. Um, 
On this day in history, real quick, the last one I had was uh, Paul McCartney was arrested 42 years ago for having marijuana. The over-under uh, was five, and he had seven and a half. <laughs> he had 7.7. 7. They were going to let him go, but he hit the over. I remember when this happened. He was on Saturday Night Live uh, talking about it. Uh, but, yeah, he spent nine days in jail. Nine days in jail. And he decided, said, I don't want special treatment. He ate with the inmates. He showered with the inmates. And uh, then he was out. But, anyway, uh, don't do that. And then happy birthday to <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, 44 years old. He wrote that highly acclaimed Broadway musical, Hamilton, which I believe is about uh, Lance Armstrong and how he, uh, you know, cheated and everything. And I've never seen it, but it won a lot. Ryan, have you? It's right. It won like a bazillion Tonys. I have. It's never, like, yeah. I've never seen uh, yeah. It I am not throwing away my shocks, and that's what it's about because bikes have shocks. <laughs> I wrote that joke late last night, but I, I'm not throwing away my shot is the song, but I use shocks. Yeah, Lance Armstrong. I have no, I have no idea. I it's actually about Alexander Hamilton, not Lance Ham, Lance Arm, uh, or not. Uh, oh, it's Greg Hamilton. That's why it was last. That's why we weren't going to do it. All right. We have a couple minutes left. Uh, Matt, you're going to be hosting Sports by the Book today and tomorrow. We're very excited to have you as part of the family. As that show expands to seven days, I don't know if I could handle seven days. But anyway, um, what are some picks you have for us tonight? I know you're usually a college hoops guy. Yeah. I'm guessing hoops. I got a couple college hoops right, plays. Let's hear them. Last time I gave you plays as a guest, I was on Purdue. I'm yes. going to fade the Boilermakers tonight. Maybe not to lose the game, but they're laying nine and a half on the road okay. at Indiana, which is a, a ruckus environment. I think sure. the Hoosiers are able to keep that game within single digits. Maybe not win, but keep it close against Zach Eady and company. And then my my wheelhouse because of the, the teams and the conferences that I sure. keep an eye on is the, the Mountain West. Sure. A couple of really interesting games tonight. UNLV on the road at Boise State. Uh, but the one I'm looking at, number uh, 661, 662 on the rotation number, Utah State. At New Mexico, at the pit, which is a, pit. a top five environment in Correct. college basketball. I'll be right. there in a couple of weeks with you. Oh, you're going to be there. I'll be engineering the game for radio. I'm, oh, nice. I'm really excited. I've never, I've never been, been there. there. I would, that's one of the places I'd want to go. My dad, who did Mountain West basketball forever and ever right. and ever, says it's his favorite arena in, in oh, college yeah. basketball. So I'm really pumped. I'm fading the Lobos tonight, though. Oh. We just saw Utah State beat UNLV, a game that they didn't hold a lead until the final seconds in and ended up winning it on a five-point play at the buzzer, which that's crazy play, officials, yada, yada, whatever you want to say. Utah State's got the longest active winning streak in the country. Whoa. And they do it at all three phases. They've got great guard play. They've got really good bigs. They do a phenomenal job in, in, in transition. Great Ozapor is the name to look out for. What? Number one, his first name is Great. Great? And it's because he is great. Oh my he's not God, good, he's great. So I like the Aggies catching six points tonight. And then the other one around the Mountain West, San Jose State at Fresno State. Okay. Fresno State just lost to Wyoming, who is in the pits. We're talking about the pit. Wyoming is the, the, <laughs> the pits. Them and Air Force of the Mountain West Conference. San Jose State has a little bit more to play for in this one. So I like both road dogs in the Mountain West tonight, San Jose State and Utah State. Think about the money line as well for both of those. All right. I like, by the way, the Wyoming Cowgirls, I saw them play a game here. That would be the, the, the Wyoming basketball team. Yeah, they do, a, they do a great job at the arena. I know, I, I know Jerry knows all about I the arena it. here, but they, yeah. do a, they do a phenomenal job converting it from rodeo to basketball to anything in the in between i mean i wouldn't be surprised uh you know you get disney on ice eventually once the, <laughs> the thomas and max center goes by the it wayside is. they can do it um yeah credit to everybody here at the south point steve stallworth does a great job well jerry does it all jerry's the one who does it that's jerry's why he's all was, over the place man uh, play of the year man that's why jerry jerry's the man all right so we got uh what were you, let's recap your picks tonight for for everybody you I'm like going three dogs the only home dog is going to be indiana catching nine and a half uh, i've got san jose state catching three in Fresno, and then Utah State looking to extend the nation's longest winning streak in New Mexico. Three picks from Matt Neverett. Matt Neverett, you might as well stay tuned. In one hour, two hours, he will be hosting Sports by the Book, which is expanding to seven days. We really appreciate you guys watching. 
We love all the live comments. We love you guys subscribing. We're over a thousand. Please share this show on social media. Spread the word about it. We have a blast doing punchlines. Ryan, any final thoughts on today's show? Uh, I just wanted to add Bowling Green University, the Falcons. Their head coach is Todd Simon, who was an assistant here at UNLV, got hired as the SUU head basketball coach in uh, late 2010s. And he's been, he was at SUU for four years and had three 20-win seasons. And that program made that program into something and then took a job at Bowling Green. He is a real deal head coach. Okay. That Bowling Green team, I think, is 11-4 and four now. Um, they they can compete to win the MAC. They're legit. Um, they're they're only a one point favorite today against Miami of Ohio. So I, I do like that team. I have been kind of riding them all year. As so, they say in Bowling Green, a Ziggy. I don't. What yes. did they say that for? That's yes. just their. That's just their rallying cry. I've been to Bowling Green. I've done shows I've been there. there. Yeah, it's flat. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, that's Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the sound you hear the whole time, just wind blowing. I remember I almost got blown off the road in Ohio driving to Bowling Green, possibly. Like, the wind was so strong, almost blew my car off It's basically road. Michigan. You're, you're, <laughs> you're out there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you got some pics from Matt and Everett. You want more Matt and Everett? You got it in two hours right here on our YouTube channel. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you to Drew Dog, Drew Dog, and <laughs> Jerry, Ryan. I'm Frank Nicotero. This is Punchlines Lines, live in Nevada, every show.